Assuming there's a lot of listeners already, I think we probably got the ma- most massive audience already mm-hmm. because that's how cool they are. It's the reputation. It know? is. I it think is. it's all the buildup. Well, this is about our third attempt at our very special third, fourth, what? Maybe seventh. Maybe seventh. <laughs> I mean, it's our third time actually recording. Recording. Yes. A podcast idea that we've had for oh man, six months at very least. We've been wanting to for probably more than a year. Yeah, but we officially got our equipment and said we were doing it. Cher was like, I'm buying this stuff. We have to. And I'm like, Buffy, we're going to make it happen. Make your dreams come true. Write it down. Get it together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I am Buffy, not Buffy. And I focus on the marketing part of it. I was on site. I was a leasing person, property manager. I was never an assistant because I'm not good at math. I'm all right. You do well at math. Because I just won't give up. And I am Cher, and that's because Buffy told me I am. Yes. <laughs> deep, deep thought here. <laughs> yeah. And I like it because it's one E short of cheer. Or shetty. Absent the accent agu. What? Accent agu. The little apostrophe that goes above the E. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound French. It is. Mm-mm. It's an accent agu. E. You want me to say it like that? Egg. Yeah. <laughs> but the concept overall is we're both in the multifamily industry, and that's managing apartments and everything that comes with. Did we? We did say dumb it down, though. I don't know that we said dumb it down. I, we did. We okay. talked about it. Okay. We talked about it. Did we? I don't, I don't know, know if we did. I don't think we did. We did, because I said it at the beginning. No, I think you introduced yourself, started talking about your experience. Oh, fudge sickle, you're right. I know. I don't know, I feel stupid now. (laughs) You do it. Okay, so. You're you're listening to us on Dumb It Down is the name of our podcast. And um, it's called Dumb It Down because basically it is where Buffy is going to break down some marketing concepts to me in ways that I can understand compared to real world situations. It's all the way from how you go viral to... uh, reputation management and like real world situations of how that trends in just human behavior right. and because and this stuff is hard it's it's hard to wrap your head around if you're not up to your elbows in it every day right because we know what the data means we know what the analytics means as marketing people but from an operations perspective and just in general the the value of marketing you, you only really bring it in and spend more and do more when you need more. There are ways that you can optimize what your efforts are today that will have a long lasting impact and ultimately mean you don't have to try as hard in the future. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's important that people understand what their end game is, what their goal is with everything. I know so many uh, property management, really, I know so many operators of any business that, um, or, or workers in any business that are doing things just to check the box that they did them. So without the um, knowledge of why they're doing them, what their content is may not actually be achieving their goal because they're only 
doing, like they're creating a daily post because they're required to have a daily post, but they don't know the purpose of the daily post. Right. The, the thought process and the theory and the why is not explained. Yeah. And so the longer they keep doing it inaccurately, the longer they're going to have to keep doing that and possibly other venue avenues too. Spending more money. Yeah. I ain't got that kind of money, yo. Nope. So you have been in the industry for a very long time. Tell mm-hmm. us about how you have seen, and you've seen it from literally across the nation. Yeah. So how have you seen marketing evolve and the expectations overall change? Yeah. So like even just from back when I first started in this business, like we did, we got computers about three months into my uh, leasing career and I, we were fairly certain they were just going to be a fad. What year was that? Oh, you're so wrong. And uh, we were pretty sure they were just going to be a fad. So we kept storing all of the res- all of the records also on the side on our manual ledger stuff that we did, um, just in case the computers missed everything. Computers up. do matter. Computers lasted. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know they did. <laughs> they made it. I don't know how. I don't know either. They were so doomed. They're super frustrating when they w- want to update for an hour and a half yeah. on a Monday. And it's like, dude, you know, I got stuff to do. It's like you feel it. Yeah, well, the most frustrating part is when you know they're wrong and they turn out right. Yeah. Like, it seemed so clear you were going to do better than the computer. And it didn't happen. I've been taping this paper to this paper for years. (laughs) Years. This works. I can't trust a box. 13 is the number. (laughs) It's wrong. The math is wrong. There's there's a glitch. They're they're counting two tallies. (laughs) I just know it. (laughs) It's all ones and zeros. How can that come up to 13? So what role did word of mouth play in that it, overall it, marketing? It played a big part in the fact that you were hoping that you were doing things for your residents, that we were going to have them go and talk about it at work. So how has word of mouth changed then in terms of that being the driving factor from when you started to now? So, so many different ways. So like one big way that word of mouth has changed is that it's social now. Like it's right. like reputation management, social, like it, you're not just talking to your friends, you're talking to the world. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking to your friends of friends of friends, you right. know? Um, and, and our friend groups are much larger than they used to be because they were, we can stay connected to every person we meet. And you didn't get to do that before, you know, like there there were people who just filtered in and out of your life and that doesn't happen anymore. And so reputation management is like a huge thing. But then also when you take into the uh, effect of of uh, review sites, so not even just in your social network is your is your word of mouth. And but the fact that you can post a review and the significant impact that it has on a business. I remember when I used to fight it a little bit about the fact that the social and the review scenario mattered so much. Just like it, we've always heard, it takes 10 compliments to combat any one negative, you know, um, for people. Because otherwise that negative just is always a, a niggling in the back of your mind. You a know? niggling? Niggling. I don't know. That's just a word. It like sounds a, like it's nagging and wiggling. It, it probably is. It's <laughs> nagging in the back of your mind You're in a wiggling worst. sort of fashion. <laughs> Like a little shimmy a little and shake then want you to fall asleep in the middle of the thought so um, you don't look nice to me your customer service sucks. she's just saying you look good she doesn't mean it yeah uh so that's that's the kind of the, the little the little voice or the little thing back there is always gonna you know doubt sets a seed it, it plants a strong seed i guess okay. is what i'm saying is that uh that you could hear you really could hear nine 
nine great things and one negative thing and you can't help but focus on the negative thing it just has such a power um and and maybe it's the dramatic part of us i have no clue you'd have to tell me more about what the um why people gravitate so much more to the negative a lot to do with passion like you can hear the passion when people are mad but yeah very rarely when you're writing a good review or reading them is it it's because you did have a positive and nice experience but you don't hear the passion because they're not giving examples. Yeah. When you're, yeah. people are typically citing specific things that have happened that have led them to write this 18 page review. Yeah. When it's negative, when it's good, we do have that powerful impact as long as they have that story behind it. Yeah. So it, it's why content is important and it, you should write something when yeah. you're giving a review. It's kind of, I tell um, people when I'm hiring them, you know, you have to have a passion Mm -hmm. for solving problems because people don't, they don't really acknowledge much when there are no problems, Right. which because the having no problems is the expectation. And so it's not considered as much of a reward um, of an experience as much as it's the expectation in anything less than no problems is a huge problem is a huge problem yeah Yeah. so um so it's interesting so you have you need to have like hero moments and things that you can come through on or you need to have a new way of presenting the positive where it doesn't necessarily depend on somebody saying hey my stove still works hey my refrigerator still works so something that i like to do just personally Uh is, is i like to get ahead of the narrative so i can be in control of it right People are much more willing to listen to you and have a conversation with you uh, when you are a part of when you are leading that conversation or at very least opening it up and being a part of it from the beginning. Yeah, no, I can completely agree with that. I think I think so, too. So the other day, you and I, um, a group of our friends were um, having like a text discussion about something. And we had been talking about a marketing um, avenue to go. And you had said something um, on there that I didn't, I didn't even know what it meant. So I we were asking about basically reviews and ratings, and social engagement. And you had said, don't forget about social listening. Mm -hmm. So um, which, you know, my first thought was, of course, the socials listening isn't everything listening to us now like yes. do i need to start like putting in marketing plugs to my alexa and stuff like you should, well maybe hey you alexa shouldn't. can you let uh whoever needs to know that we're having one month for a year you know what i mean based on your search results yeah <laughs> so i actually would love if you would explain that to me because like you said the the that um sphere is moving so quickly right I don't actually know that terminology. So social listening is relatively new. And mm-hmm. it is a, before when we had apartment ratings and reviews, mm-hmm. we thought about apartmentratings.com, Google more recently, because w- since they've added the reviews, Facebook has their reviews and they're putting a bigger emphasis on it. So all of these sites now, your apartments.com listing now features reviews, apartment guide features reviews. Mm-hmm. So they're all understanding and embracing and enforcing that reviews matter a lot because it is feeding into ultimately Google search results and saying that this business is going to be relevant. It's going to be trustworthy. And it is what you're looking for because it's the best recommendation we have based on all of these other people's opinions. Right. So the the integrity of the information, it's saying, okay, this is for you. This is the best fit we have. So in doing that, though, 
all of these other sites, specifically social, have a platform and a voice, like you were saying before. We've <laughs> given people a platform. We've given th that voice has become louder and bigger and more consistent. And social media gives them a voice across the board. With ratings and reviews, people are specifically, they have to seek you out to say, hey, this was an issue, or hey, they did this great. But with social listening, what you're doing is it, it's people that are having casual conversations. It's people posting about your community and maybe not necessarily tagging you or uh, doing it in a more passive way. It's a more passive way of talking about your community. But that is hugely impactful. But are you saying to me, and I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. Let me get this just, right. Let me see if I understand what you're putting down. Uh are you saying that if I was to be wearing a shirt and you said, I love your shirt, where'd you get that in my social post? And I said, Ann Taylor and no tag, no, no at, no, no hashtag part of it that the Ann Taylor answer would actually be considered a social listen, listening. So ultimately, yes, through social listening dashboards, you can view public mentions of important keywords that are related to your property on different social platforms just to gain more insight about who your demographic is, what trends they're liking, that sort of thing. The dashboards that are available have the technology to gather that data without having some sort of reference, whether it's a it, tagging them in the post or hashtagging them in the post, which is different. Okay. So like uh, tagging them would be like if you were going to tag your friends in a photo. Yeah. So you're using their individual unique follower yeah. tag. Mm -hmm. No, account tag. Yeah. Um, user tag. I'm saying there it wrong. Go. I'm going to try four times. You did going. good. You did you good. Did. Okay. I'll I like the. That is different than hashtag. Hashtag actually is a basically like a search function, like a keyword mm -hmm. that you would search. So, and based on the hashtags that you have, there are ones that relate to it easily. So with social listening, what you would do is you would set up anything that people would search for your brand or your business. But then they would also submit relevant hashtags. So anything that would be considered relatable. So when you're and the way you can kind of investigate that is to look at, you know, when they're tagging us, what else is commonly tagged and social listening, listening dashboards can help you with that as well. And they can look at your competitors, which is super nice. It's like, what are they doing? What do people think they're doing well that we could maybe implement or improve upon? So if I was going to look at a competitor, mm -hmm. let's say that the part, the property were called, you know, Pretty Meadows. Um, Sounds stupid. I know, ugly. but that's, I didn't want to, I didn't want to pick Pretty a name Meadows. of any. Yeah, let's say that with a British accent. All right. All right. Pretty Meadows. It's pretty. <laughs> so pretty. Anyway, so if, if I wanted to look and see what people were saying about Pretty Meadows, what would I, what would I do? What you would do is look up Pretty Meadows first and foremost. Where? Uh, go to their Instagram account. Okay. And then go to uh, their, anything they've been tagged in. So from their account, there's like the little box that has the little person in it. Uh-huh. Uh, if you click on that, you'll see where they've been tagged. And then if you go down that list and see what hashtags they have, you can see what else they think is relevant to what they posted. So I haven't related this to anything yet. Do I go there yet? No. I think I would. Okay. You think you would? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what we're supposed to be talking about. Think about it like you're talking to the biggest gossip you've ever met. Yeah. 
Do you have a person in your brain? Who's I the do. biggest gossip you've ever met? Uh, I'm going to call her Susie. Susie Gossip. Okay. Okay. Susie Gossip. Tell me about her. Okay. So Susie Gossip is actually a decently bright person, but um, is all very ambitious, wants to move further, faster than they are currently moving. So they're constantly taking bits and pieces of information that they get to try to uh, to try to bring a spotlight to them so they end up they always end up like sharing information that's not fully vetted mm-hmm. that's probably not intended to be shared does Susie gossip have a lot of friends uh, uh I, does she have a lot of people she communicates with yes Susie okay. gossip has a lot of people she communicates with so it's crazy that Susie gossip is constantly sharing information that's not completely accurate it's crazy that people are still talking to Susie it, people, what I know about people is that they would rather hear the half truth than mm-hmm. nothing. Or be a part of the the no. They right. want to be in the no. They mm-hmm. want to know what's going on, have a pulse on yeah. it. And Susie seems to know. Yeah. I think it, it's the whole part of knowledge is power. They don't know how to vet which part of our knowledge is, is true or not. Right. But knowledge is power. And if they can be, if they can have some knowledge... They're not as concerned that it's not as specifically right. Right. Social listening is similar to that because it's not necessarily, though, always negative stuff. It's no. just latest, greatest, what's new today. Yeah. Negative has a larger focus or gets more attention because it's juicier and more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look at it from the social aspect, if somebody posts a photo of, you know, a bug in their apartment, they're like, I've been dealing with this for six months. There's thousands. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that is going to get a ton of people being like, oh, my God, how could your apartment complex do that to you? For Susie, that's people just listening to the hot goss. It's her going, oh, my God, did you hear? Yeah. Everyone wants to hear that. Everyone wants to be the person she walks up and goes, oh, my God, did you know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it's it's exciting. It's It's power. Yes. It's power. It is powerful because then you get to say, "Mm -hmm, I did know. I heard that. And then well, then the next time somebody doesn't know, they'll be like, maybe Susie knows. Yeah. So she's becomes the go to for that information as well. So knowing, and that's a great point, even for social listening, well, especially for social listening, because that's how you help identify influencers who are these elusive unicorns that exist out there in social media. And we hear about all the time, but God knows what we're supposed to do with them. Are they supposed to live here? Do we give them free rent? Do they work in our office? Do they just post pictures of our apartments and say, Oh, they're awesome. It's, it helps us identify it on a how are they influencing people now? And then from there, we can generate ideas. And honestly, it's the the positive influencers. You don't want people that are just complaining. But if yeah. they have a large circle, mm-hmm. then the large circle is the power. You just have to change the message. So if you could get Susie saying good stuff about you, because now suddenly you're like, hey, Susie, I'm Buffy. Mm-hmm. I'm be your buddy, buddy. You're Buffy, Buffy. I'm on. I'm <laughs> your Buffy bestie. <laughs> BFS. Buffy friend Susie. Nah, mm-hmm. it's not working. Uh, but like, if you if you can have that influence on Susie, suddenly you have power. Mm-hmm. So kind of like in the movie Mean Girls. So mm-hmm. in Mean Girls, they had the Regina George in her group had the power to make a a person 
popular. Make and or they, break. And they also have the power of breaking the popularity. So it's how you use the power. And like in the end of the movie, Regina George has made a turn, right? And so I think social listening might be more Gretchen Wieners. Okay. Maybe that's it. Because Gretchen Wieners was the middleman. She's not, she is not intrinsically bad. Mm-hmm. And social listening is not either it's not you it's not you getting in front of bad conversations well and i i guess i'm probably i should say that i get the fact that Susie is not necessarily like she gossips but it's i don't think it has any like actual ill intention on it so i don't know that i would necessarily i think i think it's more kind of like talking about your circle of friends that you have so um because I feel like the word gossip just has kind of a negative connotation to I it. I agree. Not to say that she doesn't, that there isn't gossip involved, but mm-hmm. I think it's about, I think if I hear what you're saying correctly, it's about um, speaking to people about things that they want to hear or are interested in hearing. Not necessarily like affirmation, but are interested in hearing. Right. It's finding your person. It's finding really the person that's going to give you the reaction that's going to make you feel validated. Mm-hmm. And you do have different friends for that. So I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I think that probably is a better comparison way to, to make it relatable. Because also, I agree, the gossip, a gossip girl is someone that's either spreading... Like lies or bad stuff. It's not necessarily like good, positive. Oh my gosh, did you hear this great news about so and so? It's inherently negative. Yeah. But I think with a friend group, like you have that friend mm-hmm. that you go to when you need somebody to be mad with you and tell you you're right and let's go beat them up. Let's yeah. go get them. Violence is never the answer. It's not. It's not. But you also have those friends that are like, oh my gosh, you did so great. Yeah. And the friends that are going to be. And you're very much this way. Devil's advocate. I I know, I know. (laughs) From my perspective, I'm not sure that that's the way. I'm kidding. But what if you think about it a different way? Right. But you need those. You need all of those people in your life. Mm -hmm. You need them at different times and points. And Mm -hmm. you need to have those ears and people saying, yes, you're right. That affirmation in order for you to feel validated and well with a with a well-rounded um point of view because everybody's seeing things from their perspective right so the more perspectives the probably the truer the picture you're getting right so uh so yeah i I can completely agree with that i'm just wondering how to relate it but also like in a bigger picture like when you're if i'm the person posting i can see how having a complaint would incite people to respond but in a general sense social listening isn't focused on the negative they're not focused on the complaining part they're they're focused on the experience right and people not even actively but maybe even so passively being like this is where i am look at how awesome this thing is or this is where i am can't believe yeah whatever it may be so In that respect, I think that, you know, in tying it back to the friend group, I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to think of a good example on, like, what part of that conversation. I think that maybe it's just the day-to-day. It's the day-to-day conversation. It's Mm -hmm. how you stayed friends for 10, 20, 15 years. It's the conversations that happened then. It's not the conversations of when things are going great or things are going super bad. It's the conversations that happen in between. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason, it's the foundation of a friendship. 
That's yeah. what social listening is. Did it? I did it. Do you you did do that. Just tell me you agree. I completely agree. <laughs> I want to high five. Yes. High five to you. Yeah. No, I think I understand a lot more of what you're talking about. That it's a that it's much more about the communication through social media and um, building it, building a uh, relationship in the in social networking in that sense so and i um, wanted i, I want to correct myself because i said i did it i didn't do it we did it because you know what i was trying to relate it to that gossipy gossipy girl no Susie. no and it was you. it is a friend group it's a friend group because it's not about the great or it's not about the the big parts the the highly emotional pieces it's about being constant it's, what i always tell people is you know we have two customers we have the the person who's renting and then we have the people who are have hired us to manage the property for them which is typically a fund of investments right and um our job is to try to fill those properties at the highest as quickly as possible at the highest possible rate because that's their rate of investment right mm -hmm. that's it, it impacts their return on their investment and the job to the customer is to give is to make it worth it that sense but i also even think that in our friendships my job is to try to come out and be the best version of me i can yeah and hope that i somehow contributed to you in being the best version of you you can you do every day you do every day to me too uh, but anyway i wonder but, if clients would ever say that to us i wonder oh my god you make me better every day Every day you make nah, it. Nah, probably not. Yeah. They'd be like, why aren't we raising rents? We do get a lot of them who say things like, uh, you, you've done a better job than I anticipated, so that's good. Oh, thanks yeah. for believing in me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's my favorite is when somebody's like not sure what I'm doing and they let me fly and we do it and it works out. And then they're like, I'm so glad we let you fly. People say, so I've been watching a couple of things because I'm always like into self-development, things like that, because clearly I need a lot more development. And they say that when social media somebody liking your photo or somebody liking your your status gives a dopamine release but that dopamine release is equivalent to a heroin addiction yep. type thing it's like a, it's like an that. addictive quality that yeah. yeah and so like and it makes sense where it ain't it's not going away because we don't have social media intervention really yet so right. um although maybe Ooh. we should invent that some, no some, we need it <laughs> yeah i need it because i need to feel validated and like i'm special yeah, yeah. so but yeah I'm so if you are looking for resources to facilitate your social listening some easy starters would to just be go to your own property page um see who's tagged you in posts and then from there you can see what hashtags they're using also look up not your page, but if you go to the search function and then um, search by location and look your property up, then you can see who's posting and tagging your location rather than using a hashtag or tagging your page specifically. There are some dashboards that are also super social listening friendly. Reputation.com last year added social listening as a reporting feature, and this year they have it as a function of their dashboard that you can uh, upload separate hashtags and uh, truly discover what people are talking about. But there are also several other vendors that facilitate that same thing, so don't be afraid to do a little research. Uh, share. How do I make more friends? Be nicer. And be nice. 